0: So, we're going to start the video today with uh, a nice little story. Story time. Um, So, okay. Here we go. I have played JaVale McGee every single slate except for one so far when DeAndre has been out. Uh, The one time it was two or three slates ago was the only time he stayed out of foul trouble and he smashed and played 26 minutes. Every other slate. I have played JaVale McGee. The last three-ish slates at very low ownership. (laughs) Every single time he gets in massive foul trouble and loses big minutes. Okay? Most noteworthy, the last slate when I played him at like 10% ownership. And he picked up three fouls in two minutes. Okay? So, there's the base. So, looking at it tonight. The price hasn't moved on McGee. I know he's got a ton of upside, but I'm just like, you know what? I am tired of getting burned by this guy and him getting foul trouble every single time. I just, I can't deal with any more foul trouble, so. What do I do? Well I'm looking at, at the Hornets. I'm looking at Ubre in a revenge game. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he's boomer bust, but I think this is one of those games he could really boom against a small ball warriors team. Revenge game Meredith. So I pivot from Javel McGee to Ubre because I just can't I can't deal with the foul trouble, right? So Caliubre. What happens? Five minutes, three fouls. No, we're not done here. Not only does he get in massive foul trouble. No, that's not, that's not everything here, guys. He gets ejected. Cali Ubre gets ejected. He gets ejected he gets ejected. Okay. Foul trouble and he gets ejected. You want to know what Jabell McGee did tonight? When I finally fade him. When every time I play him he gets in massive foul trouble. 3 fouls in 2 minutes last slate. That's super low on a ship. You want to know what Javelle McGee did tonight, guys? 50 fantasy points. 50. 5 0, a 50 bomb from Javelle McGee. Absolute smash. When I finally fade. Okay, but um, welcome, guys, to my channel. If you're your first time watching, my name is DK. Um, I'll be talking about the 11-game slate. And uh, if you're interested in signing up for premium content, I have info down below. offer NFL, NBA, eSports package. And then I would like to thank the sponsor of the video, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a player prop site um, where you can take over, under, on fancy points or... Uh, Straight up points, rebounds, assist Um, You can also mix and match sports So if you guys want to try out prize picks Make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS It's DKDFS, all one word You'll get a 100% match up to $100 Okay, so uh, Before we get into players and the prices Again, let's look back at my lineup So, still ended up cashing in tournaments Um, You know, also The the, uh, Blazers-Nuggets game Six point spread in Vegas Eh, Who cares? Massive blowout Massive blowout McCollum Simons don't play the fourth, neither does Jokic. Umbre gets ejected, and still end up cashing. James Robinson Earl doesn't. They close with Isaiah Roby. I was talking about the Patreon last year. I'm like, all right. There's no Mike Muscala. The only other big is Derek Favors. I'm like, Robinson Earl closed last game, played thirty minutes, and he was playing pretty well. He shot he shot the previous game he shot one of nine, yet they close with him. He was playing well tonight. Nah. Nah. Dust off Isaiah Roby and close with him and the rest of the starters. Okay. Okay. Um, and Levine just does fine. I, I was telling people on Patreon, I was like, is this is just a sanity check. If I fade him and he goes off, um, I'm going to lose my mind. But I'm already going crazy because of Javel McGee. I finally fade and he goes 50 fantasy points. Still a good night, but my God, I'm I'm telling you guys, I am going crazy. I'm going crazy. So I was going over some ownership. This is in the Hall of Famer, $2,000 entry. CJ McCollum, 100%, out, no real surprise. Very, very clear play. I said the only reason he was going to fail on Patreon was the blowout. The blowout happened. But, yeah, he was on pace for probably 45 fancy points if the game stays close. So nothing you can do about that. Simon still got there, even in the blowout. Um, Powell got a good amount of ownership. He was a lot down. People ask me about Powell. I added him to the player pool, but I was like, his role doesn't really change. He's still pretty reliant on the scoring, and sure enough, again, he didn't do much uh, besides score the ball. Draymond was the chalk. He was too cheap, in my opinion. McGee got some ownership again. Uh, Levine was very popular. Don't feel bad if you played Elise Johnson. Uh, He was pretty popular in the high six, 25%. He got a DNP. Uh, And then Jokic, massive blowout. So, Um, This was the winning lineup. Simons, McCollum, Bridges, Robinson, Earl, Jokic, Bones, Highland, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Alex Caruso. So that is it for the look back, guys um all right let's talk about this 11 game slate we'll start off with boston um boston has not been great recently cleveland's actually been pretty solid the defensive end tatum 9.8 k after a a awful game last game the ownership probably is going to drop a ton don't mind going back to the wall on him i think he'll be very very low owned still a guy that gets a pretty big bump without Jalen brown horford looks like he's gonna be back so that kind of takes robert williams out of play for me horford feels a little bit too pricey uh Schroeder at 6'5, you know, he's gonna play big, big minutes. I think he's a solid option in the mid-range. And Robert Williams is still playable, but like the, the usage does go down a bit on Horford's in the lineup, so he doesn't really stand out. Um, and then I'll mention Josh Richardson at 3.5k, who's been playing around 30 minutes, low usage, but um you know he's super super cheap, so I think he's in play for value. On the Cleveland side, one of the bigs didn't have a good game. They've been alternating with Allen and Mobley, both are in play. Both the guards are in play too with Garland and Rubio. They're running a super tight rotation. Garland playing with 35 minutes a game. Rubio playing, you know, 28 to 30 off the bench. Um, Rubio a little bit better point per minute. So both those Cleveland guards are relatively safe options. And then probably not going to get to anyone else. Like Chetty's fine at 3.9K. Um, you know, minutes have been trending up a little bit on him. He's a decent point per minute guy. Sacramento, Detroit. So Sacramento basically fully healthy. And it's hard for me to get excited about anyone here. Like Fox's usage goes down to in there. He went back down earth against the Thunder. Harrison Barnes is 7.3K. You know, he probably plays 35-ish minutes, but he's finally cooled off. I told you guys that's not Harrison Barlin's not going to average 40 fantasy points a game. He's finally cooling off. Holmes is upside, but he also has a very, very low floor due to foul uh, issues. And no one else really stands out. So, the, the Kings are kind of a fade for me. On the Detroit side, so Grant, Sadiq Bay. I'm going to pass on. Um, Cade Cunningham got injured, went back to the locker room, still finished the game. Um, started really slow, but went for twenty. 24 and a half uh, fancy points. I think he's a solid option. The only issue is he's not handling the ball as much as I would like. Killing Hayes finally had a good game for 40 fancy points. He'll be, I think, relatively popular in this next slate because of recency bias. So people are gonna see the 32 and the 40 fancy points. All I'm gonna say is, you know, be careful. Like killing Hayes has been really, really bad this year, besides, you know, that last game. Um, so both the piston guards are in play with Cade and Killing Hayes. I say Stewart viable as well, but this guy's always in foul trouble too. If he can stay out of foul trouble, I think he plays 30 minutes, which would make him a decent option. But uh, I'm not. I don't think I want to deal with that headache on an 11 game slate. Moving on to the Pelicans and the Wizards. So Ingram came back, played limited minutes, played 29 minutes, but they got the W. Um, keep an eye on the news. so there's no limit for Ingram, he's a viable secondary or viable contrarian spend up. Jonas Valanciunas. You know I like the spot here against an undersized Wizards front court and Gafford and Harrell. Um, You know, even with Ingram back, he's still pretty high-usage guy. So, still fine paying 9.1 for Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, The rest of the Pelicans, though, there's not much here uh, with Ingram back. I'm probably going to stay away. On the Wizards' side, so once again, we have no Bradley Beal. So, Dinwiddie and Kuzma are going to lead the way in the offense. Um, Both going to be pretty high-usage. Dinwiddie, the only issue is the minutes. He's still not going to get a tick up in minutes. But I like both Dinwiddie and Kuzma at their respective prices in up-tempo game. Kuzma probably plays about 35. Dinwiddie, 30 to 32. Um bull centers viable. Harrell's the guy that has more upside. Harrell only played 21 minutes last game. He almost had a triple-double. And for 26 and 7, that's just crazy. Um But like the price doesn't really stand out to me. And then yeah, KCP is always viable. He's gonna play 30 minutes, but he's super on the scoring. They did start Aaron Holliday, and they played in big minutes. He played 35 minutes, so assuming he starts again. I think he's a decent value. However, he's a low-usage guy, um, but if we get close to 35 minutes again from him, I think he's fair value play. Magic and Hawks. So uh, on the Magic side, Cole Anthony at 7.4K. He's probably been the best player this year. He does have upside. He also has a little bit of a lower floor, so I don't know if I trust it for cash games or tournaments. It's fine um you know the bigs are always in play for tournaments too but their production's been up and down there's never really anyone I trust on the magic to be honest now keep an eye on Jalen Suggs news he's currently questionable if he can't go um I don't think Michael Carter Williams yeah he's I don't think he's coming back soon but yeah if Suggs can't go then monitor the starting lineup like if RJ Hampton starts I think he's a valley guy we can look to at only 3.2k I'm moving on to the Hawks so Trey Young in play for tournaments Always will mention against Orlando. There's a, there's a little bit of blow at rest. He went for a massive game uh, today against Milwaukee, 72 fantasy points. Right. The upside is there, just the floor is a little bit lower for him. Um, both bigs, Collins, Capella are fine in a good matchup here. Capella probably plays low 30s minutes. Um, I like the spot here again. Then John Collins, if he can stay out of foul trouble, he probably plays 30 to 35 minutes. So the main three guys here for Atlanta all in play. Um, Hunter, unfortunately, for the Hawks are gonna be out. I think he's yeah, out eight weeks. Um, I believe it was Herder that started. Um, he's played pretty solid minutes recently, uh, 39, 30, and 33 minutes. So assuming he starts again, I think Kevin Herter is a pretty good value option. And then Reddish probably sees a couple extra minutes off the bench. Um, I think he's a viable contrarian play. Pacers and Knicks. So they're kind of tempting with the prices here on the Pacers. I know it's not a good, ma- not the best matchup, but the price points on the guys like Sabonis and Brogdon look pretty decent. Um, so Sabonis under 9K. I know he's taking a little bit of a backseat. Um, usage-wise this season, but I still think he's a solid option at that price. I think Brogdon looks the best, only 8.2K. He's playing massive minutes, 35, 37, 37. A guy that has you know, triple-double upside. We saw a triple-double from him last game. So um, I do like Malcolm Brogdon, even in a tougher spot. Can we talk about this Miles Turner stat line? Guys, in 35 minutes, Miles Turner is a big. In 35 minutes, he has 20 points, no assist, and two rebounds in 35 minutes. And then six blocks and two steals. Like, What on earth is that? How is that even possible? How is it possible for a big miles Turner to play 35 minutes and have two rebounds? I don't understand how that, that stat line is even possible. Uh, But he, like, Miles Turner has played well, and it's come at the expense a bit of of Sabonis. Like, Sabonis uh, losing some minutes and usage. Miles Turner um, having some more upside. I'm not a fan of it, but um, only 6.7K. I think he's viable for tournaments. And keep an eye on Duarte. Duarte's question, if he can't go, probably McConnell starts. I mean, they've been closing games to McConnell. I know, you know, it doesn't make a ton of sense playing two-point guards, but, like, McConnell's been playing a ton of minutes. So, um, McConnell, possible or possible play in the mid-range there if is out. Moving on to the Knicks. It's a good matchup here. Randall back-to-back, really bad games, 26, 27 fans points. I'm not super worried about it. However, the price hasn't really dropped a ton. He's only 9-7. So in play, he'll play big minutes. But, um, you know, again, the production last couple games is about a little bit worrisome. Come about a big game last game, though, was a revenge game. Narrative. Like, usually one of the one of the point guards will have a good game. But an 11-gamer, I'm probably not going to go there. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's 4K, but the minutes haven't been as high recently, so um, I don't think I'm going to go to Mitchell Robinson. Moving on to Denver and Dallas. So, Nicole Jokic is on pace for an absolute massive game last game, or tonight, and it was a blowout. So, um, I just think Jokic is, is you know probably the safest bet on the board. A super high floor, high ceiling a guy that's basically going to get you a triple-double almost every single game. So really, really like Jokic. And then Barton was a surprise late scratch. If you played Will Barton today, I really feel for you. That just absolutely sucks. Um, if Will, Will Barton, uh, again, he missed the game. They started, for some reason, Austin Rivers. Um, he's the flatman price. Uh, he went to the locker room, I guess, too, with uh, with an injury. So we'll see who they end up starting if both those guys miss. Um, Morris had a pretty solid game starting. 36 fancy points um, with Jokic back. But, again, when I play uh, Morris at very low ownership without Jokic, uh, 21 fancy points. So, yay. Uh, Jeff Green is Jeff Green. He'll play probably 30 minutes, but a low usage guy. The guy that I am intrigued by here is Bones Highland. Talked about him today. Um, I'm fine playing him again. 22, 30, 32 fancy points. A guy that, um, you know, is... It's a key part of this rotation now, and Mike Malone is an absolute idiot for not having him in the rotation. Imagine, imagine playing Austin Rivers over Bones Island. Just imagine that early in the season, right? Bones Island was getting DNPs. They were playing the, the dust of Austin Rivers over him. Like, What are we doing here, Mike Malone? Um, but yeah, I think Bones Island probably plays around 20 minutes. I think he's a decent value play. And then you know keep an eye on if both Barton and Austin Rivers are out, like who, who they end up starting there. We out to Dallas, so we finally saw we got actually a ceiling game from both Luca and Porzingis at the same time. Like the that's that's the big game we're waiting for from Luka. Like we have not seen that yet. Eighty oh, sorry, eighty fantasy point game from Luka Doncic, um, eleven point eleven point three k. I think he is a solid up. However, I feel a little bit more comfortable with Jokic on the other side. Um, Porzingis only seven k. I still feel like that uh, that's a little bit too cheap. Um, he played thirty four minutes last game. I think he plays low 30s again, if he can stay out of foul trouble. So um, I like Porzingis, even though it's a tougher matchup. Probably not getting to anyone else though on uh, Dallas, Houston, and Memphis. So uh, Christian Wood is 8K. Um, you know, Houston continues to get blown out a lot. But if they play a competitive game, like he's going to play 35-plus minutes. So at this price point, I feel like it's it looks pretty good. So I have some interest in Christian Wood. Also, I have some interest in Kevin Porter Jr. Like Those are the two guys that I usually look to in Houston. If they're going to keep the game somewhat close, it's probably these two. Um, and, and Kevin Porter Jr. obviously will be handling the ball a decent amount. Um, you saw a pretty big game from Sengen off the bench, 31 fancy points. Um, you know, I'm always fine with him in tournaments probably plays mid to high teens uh, minutes, but I don't think I get to anyone else. Jay Sean Tate at 5.3K. He's a good defender, uh, but he is prone to foul trouble, and I don't know if I want to deal with that headache on this uh, big slate. Moving on to Memphis. So John Morant, 10K. Still fine paying the price for him, honestly. Um, he should be about 10K. He's playing 35-plus minutes. He's a guy that has a triple-double upside. I almost went for triple-double last game, so I'm perfectly fine going to 10K, John Morant. Dylan Brooks, I'm going to pass on at 65 uh, Triple J, last game shot like one of eight and yeah, only played 22 minutes. Can we – I just still – Stephen Adams, I make him a core player against Minnesota because I'm pretty sure he's going to play big minutes against uh big front court. No, they go to Brandon Clark and close with Brandon Clark. But against the Pelicans, he plays 37 minutes and absolutely smashes. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so if, Steven, if I knew Stephen Adams was going to play over 30 minutes, I would like him. However, you know, the big, the big minutes have been kind of all over the place here for Memphis. So, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Um, Bain Melton taking a little bit of backseat with Dylan Brooks back. Um, like, Dylan Brooks will be relatively high usage. So, I don't know if I get to anyone else here on Memphis. Phoenix and Minnesota. So, DeAndre Ayton ruled out. Probably not going to play again tonight. Well... Whatever I do here, just do the opposite. I'm like, I joke around a lot, but I'm like 100% serious. Whatever I do here, do the opposite, okay? If I play Javel McGee, lock him into foul trouble. If I fade him, he's going for 50 again. Devin Booker, 8.9k, always can play for tournaments. He has a little bit of a lower floor. Chris Paul, um, if Minnesota can keep the game competitive, he probably plays 35-ish minutes. I think he would be a relatively safe option. Kaminsky is too pricey for me at 5.6, unless, or if you if you do think Javel Me gets a massive foul trouble, you could go to Kaminsky, but like even at 5.6, it feels a little bit too much for me. And there's really not much else here for Phoenix. I'm not messing with the wings and in in, uh, in Bridges and Crowder. Uh, and the Timberwolves. So the guy that stands out once again here is D'Angelo Russell because of the minutes. Um, 36 in regulation, 34-34, 30 in a blowout. So um, he's playing pretty big minutes. He's handling the ball a decent amount. Even in a tougher spot, I think D'Angelo Russell makes for a pretty good play at 7-1. Again, if I play Anthony Anthony Edwards, he goes for 14 fancy points. I fade 67-40. It's just like, uh, I just I just can't. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, if Aiden can't go, um, should be able to have his way. However, he's taking a little bit of a step back usage-wise here. Um, so more of a tournament-only play for me. And then Pat Beverly, assuming he starts again, I think is a safer option. Um, last game, kind of throw that out the window, was a massive blowout. I think in a competitive game, we probably get around 30 minutes from Pat Beverly. Okay, Miami and Oklahoma City. So uh, the, the key piece of news to keep an eye on here is Jimmy Butler. He is currently questionable. It's big. It's really big. If Jimmy can't go, then I really like Bam, Lowry, and Hero, their respective prices. All three are going to play big minutes as long as the is competitive. And even Duncan Robinson and P.J. Tucker, right? They've been running super tight rotations. Duncan played 34 minutes last game in regulation. Uh, P.J. Tucker played 33. I know you're not going to feel great about P.J. Tucker, but really the whole starting five from Miami would look good if Jimmy Butler is out. Um, if Jimmy Butler is in... Then there's not a ton I love. I think Bam should have his way against the front court. Jimmy coming back from injury. I don't know if I paid 9 k for him. Plus, he got the potential for the blowout. So, the Jimmy news is massive. On the Thunder side, tough, tough matchup. There's not much for me. Shea and Giddy are passes. Again, Robinson Earl is what I'm talking about. He shoots one of nine, and he actually closes the game against the Kings. Playing relatively well here against Brooklyn, nah, doesn't close. They go to Isaiah Roby when I play him. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool story there. Yeah, so there's not much here for the Thunder. Uh, Raptors and Blazers. The key piece of news to keep an eye on is Van Fleet. He's questionable. Now, he was able to practice. So my assumption is he'll be good to go. Um, if he is good to go, it's a good matchup. But I don't know if there's one player that really stands out. Fred would probably be my preferred option, I guess. Like Fred, Fred and Siakam, just because I think they play massive minutes. There's no longer a limit on Siakam. Um, both are in good matchups. So I think it would be Fred and Siakam, the two guys that would look decent. I think both play, again, 35-plus minutes in a close game. 8-3 and 4 solid. OG, going to take a little bit of a step back usage-wise of those two healthy. Same with Scotty Barnes. Um, Gary Trent Jr., I made a last-second pivot last slate from uh, Kay, or from Gary Trent Jr. to Kate Cunningham. Gary Trent Jr. started like 7-7 seven seven on fire, and once again, I was uh, going crazy. Um, he's always viable, but again, he has to hit his shots to get value. And then uh, Boucher, 3.38, he's questionable. He played a little bit of the back five run, but... Um, I just don't think we have to go there in this slate. Moving on to Portland. So monitor the status of Damian Lillard. It was a back-to-back. We'll see if he'll, be, if he'll be available for this one. He did not play tonight. If he can't go, fine, going right back to McCollum and Anthony Simons. McCollum was on pace for a pretty solid game, and it was just a massive blowout. So, again, just don't even care. we find him going right back there. And Anthony Simons, 3.5K, it's just too cheap, right? So both those guys look really, really good. Paul again, doesn't really get a massive bump, um, but he's viable, Maybe gets a few extra shots up. Nurkic at 6 6. It's just the minutes, right? He's just not getting a lot of minutes, which is really, really frustrating. Like, play Nurkic more minutes. Um, Nasir Little has played pretty well last couple games. He's only 3.8k. If there's no uh, Dame, again, I think Little is a decent value play, too. And finally, Chicago and the Lakers. So, Vucevic switches to be out for a little bit. Um, so, and this is going up again. against a big front court in the Lakers. So, you would think, like, Tony Bradley probably has to play a decent amount here. Now, he played 24 minutes tonight, didn't do a ton. But assuming he starts again, I think Tony Bradley is a safer value play just because, like, I think they're going to need him out there against a big Lakers front court. And then uh, DeRozan and Levine both look pretty good in a good matchup here, 8.3 and 8.1 respectively. Uh, DeRozan went for 50. Levine went for, like, what, 43. Uh, again, both get a, a pretty high usage bump without Vucevic just because Tony Bradley is really not getting to do much on the offensive end. So those two guys look good. Lonzo's fine at 6'5". He'll play big minutes, but he's really not doing a lot on the offensive end. And then Caruso actually started uh, tonight. He played 39 minutes. So if Caruso starts again, I think he's a good value. Also, revenge game narrative to 4K so, monitor that one. But yeah, if he starts again, I think he looks pretty good. And Lisa Johnson was a DNP. I don't think I want to mess with the other options in Chicago. And finally, the LA Lakers. So, still no LeBron. Westbrook 10 8, 80 at 10 4. Neither really stand out. I think I would prefer the price on Anthony Davis. Um, should be able to have his way against this Chicago front court. So, 80 is probably the spend I look to on the Lakers. Um, and then. We do have, we had THT come back. I think he played, what, 27 Mets he started. So um, assuming Talon Horde's Tucker starts again at the Flatman price, I think he looks pretty solid. Um, Malik Monk at 4.1K, he's been playing some decent Mets off the bench. I think he makes for a decent value play. Um, even Rondo at 3.5, 24 and 20 Mets last couple games. He's a good point for guy. So I actually do have some interest here in some of these cheaper options on the Lakers Melo's always in play at five three but he has to hit his shots to get value so he's always just a secondary option for me and Bazemore was out of the rotation he got a dnp um, which is kind of good to see bradley will will play minutes but like it's avery bradley you can go for like one fancy point in like 20 minutes so uh, i don't really want to go there on this big slate but yeah guys that's gonna do it for the video so if you ever been enjoying the content make sure to hit that like button subscribe and hit the notification bell Um, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check that one out, guys. Uh, It will be a general Q&A style answering some questions. But thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.